Attention listeners, this is your last chance to submit questions for our one-year anniversary Q&A episode. If you would like to send questions, and they can be multiple questions, and they can be anything about true crime or anything that you would like to ask me, please send them to truecrimetruckerpodcast at gmail.com or send them to me on Instagram at michael.prit81. You can also join the Facebook group at True Crime Truckers Podcast and write me a question there. When you send me a question, don't forget to send me your shipping address and I will mail you some True Crime Truckers podcast stickers. This podcast deals with true crime. I will be speaking frankly and openly about crimes such as murder, rape, and sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. In this episode, we have a bit of a shorter case, yet the subject is believed to be one of the most prolific serial killers in U.S. history, a man for which there was no remorse and no emotion, a man who was conclusively linked to at least 10 to 22 murders and suspected of nearly 70, yet he was only ever convicted of two, one of which he received the death sentence in Texas a state which over the last decade has accounted for one-third of all the United States executions. Tonight, on the True Crime Truckers podcast, I bring you the case of Tommy Lynn Sells. First time I did a shot of dope, it was the best feeling I ever had in my life. And the first time I killed somebody, it was such a rush. And it was just like that shot of dope. Every time I did it, it was that rush again. And I started chasing that high. Tommy Lynn Sells was born June 28, 1964 in Oakland, California. Sells and his twin sister, Tammy Jean, contracted meningitis when they were 18 months old. Tammy died from the illness. Shortly thereafter, Sells was sent to live with his aunt, Bonnie Walpole, in Holcomb, Missouri. When he was five years old, he was returned to his mother after she found out his aunt wanted to adopt him. When Sells was eight, he began spending time with a man named Willis Clark, who began to molest him with the consent of his mother. Sells stated that this abuse affected him greatly, 
and he would relive his experiences while committing his crimes. The homeless cells hitchhiked and train hopped across the United States from 1978 to 1999, committing various crimes along the way. He held several very short-term manual labor and barber jobs. He drank heavily, abused drugs, and was in prison several times. In 1990, Sells stole a truck in Wyoming and was sentenced to 16 months imprisonment. He was diagnosed with a personality disorder consisting of antisocial, borderline, and schizoid features, substance use disorder, severe opioid, cannabis, amphetamines, and alcohol dependence, bipolar disorder, major depressive disorder, and psychosis. I am hatred. When you look at me, you look at hate. When you look at me, you know what hate is. I don't know what love is. Two words I don't like to use is love and sorry, because I'm about hate. On May 13, 1992, a 19-year-old woman in Charleston, West Virginia, was driving when she saw cells panhandling under an overpass with a sign that read, I will work for food. She felt sorry for him and took him to her home, asking him to wait outside. She went into her home to get some food for him, and by the time she got back to the front door, he was inside. When she walked away to get something else, he got a knife from her kitchen and trapped her in a bedroom and raped her repeatedly. The woman fought back by hitting him in the head with a ceramic duck. In retaliation, Sells beat her with a piano stool. He also stabbed her 18 times. He was indicted on five counts of rape and felony assault in September of 1992, but took a plea deal and pleaded guilty to malicious wounding. On June 25, 1993, he was sentenced to two to ten years imprisonment. The rape charges were dropped. While serving this sentence, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and married Nora Price. He was then released in 1997 and moved to Tennessee with his wife. He left her and resumed his cross-country travels. Sells is believed by police to have murdered at least 22 people. Retired Texas Ranger John Allen said, quote, We did confirm 22. I know there's more. I know there's a lot more. Obviously, we won't ever know. Unquote. Sells said he committed his first murder at the age of 15 after breaking into a house. While in the house, Sells claimed to have discovered a man performing fellatio on a boy and to have killed the man in a fit of rage. In July of 1985, 21-year-old Sells worked at a Forsyth, Missouri carnival where he met 21-year-old Etna Court and her 4-year-old son Rory. Court invited Sells to her home that evening. According to Sells, he had sex with her, fell asleep, and awoke to finding her stealing from his backpack. He proceeded to beat Court to death with her son's baseball bat. He then murdered her son because the child was a potential witness. The bludgeon bodies were found three days later, by which time Sells had left town. I don't have no feelings. No more. Sells is linked to the following crimes. May 1987 murder of Susan Quartz in New York. November 17, 1987, murders of four members of the Darden family in Illinois. September 11, 1988, murder of Melissa Tremblay in Loris, Massachusetts. 1988, murder of a co-worker in Texas. 
October 13, 1997 murder of 10-year-old Joel Kilpatrick in Lawrenceville, Illinois. November 18, 1997 murder of Stephanie Mahaney near Springfield, Missouri. April 18, 1999 murder of 9-year-old Mary Patrice Perez in San Antonio, Texas, a murder for which Sells was ultimately convicted. May 23, 1999, sexual assault and murder of Haley McCone in Lexington, Kentucky. December 31, 1999, sexual assault and murder of Kayleen Joe or Katie Harris. After watching an episode of Crime Watch Daily in November of 2015, the daughter of Joanne Tate contacted authorities stating that she now believes Sells murdered her mother in 1982, recanting her testimony, identifying Rodney Lincoln as the killer. On December 31, 1999, in Guaya Bay subdivision west of Del Rio, Texas, Sells sexually assaulted, stabbed, and slit the throat of 13-year-old Kayleen Katie Harris and slit the throat of 10-year-old Crystal Searles. Searles survived and received help from the neighbors after traveling a quarter mile to their home with a severed trachea. Sells was apprehended after being identified from a sketch made from the victim's description. Police over time came to suspect him of working the system, confessing to the murders he had not committed. The state's attorney in Jefferson County, Illinois, declined to charge Sells with the Dardeen family homicides in 1987 because his confession to the quadruple killings, while generally consistent with that of the facts of the case as reported in the media, was inaccurate with concern to some details that had not been made public. He also changed his account three times regarding how he had met the family. Investigators wanted to bring Sells to Southern Illinois to resolve their doubts, but Texas refused due to its law forbidding death row prisoners from leaving the state. And I like to watch the eyes fade, the pupil fade. It, it's just like setting their soul free. Sells was housed on death row in the Allen B. Polensky unit near Livingston, Texas. The Texas Department of Criminal Justice received him on November 8th of 2000. In 2004, Sells confessed that on October 13, 1997, he broke into a home, took a knife from a butcher block in the kitchen, stabbed a little boy to death, and then scuffled with a woman. Those details agreed with the account of Julie Ray Harper, who was initially convicted for the murder of her son and then acquitted in 2006.
On January 3, 2014, a Del Rio judge set Sell's execution date for April 3, 2014. Sell's death sentence was carried out at the Texas State Penitentiary in Huntsville. If we was in a fight and you know, get your head down in the concrete, then you know, so be it. But and it cracks like a coconut, you die. When asked if he would like to make a final statement, Sells replied, quote, no. As a lethal dose of phenobarbital was administered, he took a few deep breaths, closed his eyes, and began to snore. Less than a minute later, he stopped moving. Thirteen minutes later, at 6.27 p.m., he was pronounced dead. Crystal Searles and members of both the Harris and Perez families attended the execution. Tommy Lynn Sells was a psychopath. What is known about scientifically confirmed psychopaths is that they either have a damaged or low-functioning amygdala. The amygdala is an almond-shaped set of neurons located deep in the brain's medial temporal lobe. It's shown to play a key role in the processing of emotions. The amygdala forms part of the limbic system. In humans and other animals, this subcortal brain structure is linked to both fear responses and pleasure. Its size is positively correlated with aggressive behavior across species. In humans, it is the most sexually dimorphic brain structure and shrinks by more than 30% in males upon castration. Conditions such as anxiety, autism, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and phobias are suspected of being linked to abnormal functioning of the amygdala, owing to damage, developmental problems, or neurotransmitter imbalance. I believe that this, in correlation with the molestation that Sells experienced in his childhood, were both the greatest contributing factors to his urge to kill. So for the case of Tommy Lynn Sells, it was both nature and nurture that turned him into a cold, remorseless killer. As always, you can contact me at truecrimetruckerpodcast at gmail.com or join the Facebook group at True Crime Truckers Podcast. You can also visit my website at www.ageofradio.org backslash truecrimetrucker backslash. Also, if you would like to donate to the show and get yourself a True Crime Truckers Podcast sticker, go to www.patreon.com backslash true crime truckers podcast you can also find me on instagram at michael.prit81 i will return in two weeks with another case to present so until then stay safe